today joining me in the studio for this Art of Healthy Longevity, the first in the series of Live Longer, the podcast, is an eminent female Cornish-based artist. She paints in response to her life and her life's experiences. Women is a key theme in her artwork and the tension between how we see ourselves and how the world might see ourselves. She's travelled extensively from Hong Kong to London and is now based in Cornwall. She set up a charity for underprivileged women from difficult backgrounds and I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. She's passionate about helping younger people see their health and wellness in a different way also. And this is really important, especially as this series is based around Changemakers programme. Please join me in welcoming Wendy Rolt. Welcome, Wendy. Hi. It's great to have you on the show and I'm so grateful for your time. And I'm looking forward to um, talking to you about your work and and hearing about the inspiration behind your work. Perhaps you we could start off by you telling us what inspires you to paint. Well, I suppose what inspires me to paint is it's in me. It's a way that I can be in the world and experience it, hold it in my hands, turn it around, have a look at it and process it, not just in my mind, but sort of, you know, like when you touch something, it's sort of tactile and it's almost that same feeling that you're not just looking at something, you're literally experiencing it and putting it a form onto paper or using paint or, you know, any or collage, whatever I'm doing, it's it's a way of connecting with the world and my experience of the world, I suppose, and making sense of it or being okay at not making any sense of it. But it's a way of, yeah, being being in the world and, and living, I suppose. Well, it, it, it sounds like it's very much um, a physical as well as an emotional response to the world. And, and I noticed that in your paintings. They're, they're quite figurative and, and you do focus on the female form. And I've noticed many of your works are fluid. There's movement. I mean, I mean would you like to tell me what your most proud piece of work is? My most proud piece of work, I suppose, the work that I feel most connected to and when I stand back and look at it I'm like yes I that's that's where I want to be um I've done lots of art over years and years um that I've just loved doing and I suppose the process of doing has been enough but this work sounds maybe dramatic but it feels like I've birthed something um it feels like it's got a life of its own it can stand on its own feet and that's it's called within without um it's of a woman she's not an attractive woman and She's got a large monobrow um, and lipstick and a high heel shoes. And yet she's broad shouldered in a way that looks like she's going to sort of budge you out of the way in quite a violent way. There's almost something grotesque about her in one way. But for me, this piece means so much because I know her. um, I feel her and I'm so I'm really drawn to her. She's. I know this might sound weird, but she's very dear to me because I suppose in myself and in a lot of the women that I've spent time with over many years in many different circumstances, I feel there's often a huge contrast that we hold within ourselves of how we present ourselves in the world and the things we struggle with within. And 
we are always compensating or coping or hiding. And often the way we're perceived by other people are our clever plans of how we come across don't always work. And we might have severe mental health difficulties and yet come across, we're always trying to fit in so that nobody notices them. Um, So in this, there's the idea is she's wearing high heels and yet not really any clothes we can really see through into her being and she's wearing lipstick but has a huge mono brow and she's a vulnerable person and yet she's got these broad shoulders and it kind of yeah represents that that forever tension that I'm really interested in I suppose it's fascinating you know particularly in this area where a lot of our children and and a lot of the world are addicted to social media and there is a sense of pressure to conform to an image. And do you think um, that might be a message for especially our, our younger colleagues and the students who might be listening to this podcast, that it's OK to be who you are and you don't have to conform to the pressures of social media? Are you making a commentary on that? Or even more, maybe saying we do and just noticing it and giving ourselves a break and just saying that's where I'm at. You know, it's, maybe it's more about accepting it rather than beating ourselves up about it or trying so hard that we need to fit in and change and we know social media is bad, therefore we should respond this way. While actually being like, I do struggle with self-confidence. So, you know, wearing these bright clothes makes me feel a bit better about myself and they might slightly contradict, you know, how how we are. But maybe it's about giving ourselves a break, you know, taking the pressure off having to fit in. And I think one of the things that I've learned and loved about spending so much time with my friends at the Arch, the charity I set up, is there's a transparency and there's a, you know, an acceptance of, yeah, I, I struggle with these issues. And I just shouted at you and made everyone feel rather awkward because I can't cope. But then you talk about it and you say, oh, I'm sorry about that. But it just is. There just an is that is. And we love each other in those different ways of not hiding and accepting that or accepting that we do hide and that we all do. And, yeah, sort of breathing, <laughs> letting them be in the same place, the differences and the awkwardnesses and accepting each other in those I think that's really intriguing, this concept of accepting. And one of your other pieces along that theme, or at least the name is, Who Am I? It would appear to be on that theme. When I looked at it, I saw flowers, I saw a blue and red. There was elements, obviously, of the female form. Is that on that theme as well of self-acceptance and understanding who you are to come to accept who you are? Yeah, I mean, this is quite a personal painting and... And a lot of my paintings have um, two heads and one body. And the idea of we actually can have really contrasting ideas about even about ourselves in our very depth. And we feel like we should be one or the other. And this is how I was brought up. All these are traditions or the religion that I have, you know, signed up for. And yet, and how we hold those two. And we often try and sort of push one down so that we can fit into the, the being that we want to and these pe- this painting is one of many of being like well what if I have both what if I am and I am and I have two heads and this is definitely about I am and as a woman and 
you know, the idea of marriage and the traditional way of how we should be, or just even in my own concept of what I feel expectations of the world and um, my upbringing can feel like. And yet, I have this other side of me that absolutely doesn't want to conform um, in that way. It doesn't feel me at all. And yet I want it. And yet I don't. And yet I have this sort of body that I can be in control of and completely out of control of. Um, There's this tension in in your thought process behind it. And and that's something I read about, you know, when you, you write about your art yourself, you have this tension in your artwork um, I think that comes out really well in that other painting Reality Unseen where this woman is in a box there's a hand reaching in on the other side of the box there's there's a tree and there's a sense of there's a grounding outside the box but there's also a reaching inside could you could you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah that is the idea of being she's wearing these sort of beautiful clothes there's lots of gold and the material is really ornate and Personally, I love I love beautiful clothes. I love beauty, well, how I perceive it. And, you know, the whole, you know, going wider fashion industry that, you know, many of us, you know, very much caught up in. And, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But I certainly can use it to make myself feel better about other tensions I'm holding. And this is, yes, that box of, okay, in here I am you know, I feel better. And outside me, there's, you know, a hand reaching out that's quite a sort of dark hand. And for me, you know, the work that I've done and just living in, um, in, in a city, London for the last sort of 12 years, you know, I'm so aware of so many people who have nothing, you know, who are on the streets and their arms are reached out asking you just for a break. And you're like, can I, should I, is it right? And, but that is a, and then you go and buy some clothes and spend more money and you didn't give them anything or you did. And and then that with the also another tension of the environmental collapse around us on the left of that painting is a sort of honeycomb and bees. And that's linked with the gut, the woman and her gut. And just that sense of I think we're all, whether we want to be or not, aware of the environmental collapse. And again, our consumeristic habits and, you know, there are some amazing people who have really are walking out lives where their footprint is so little and I'm aware of it, but my footprint is not little and how you hold those tensions of, of caring and yet knowing you're part of the problem. Do you get in that box or do you, you know, let your gut actually feel those things and how you hold those different ideas and realities? Well, I think you have let your gut um, on loose on this because from my reading also, having spent time in Hong Kong with underprivileged communities, you came back to London and set up your own charity to help um, people from disadvantaged backgrounds. So you you have followed through in your gut. And maybe you'd like to talk to us and tell us a little bit about that amazing charity you set up in London. Well, I worked um, in various charities over years and the thing that I saw, I suppose, was missing was friendship, relationship. And we would, yeah, again, with different charities, spend time with clients and yet you'd say goodbye. And that person would just, you could tell they just were like, just love to have a cup of tea with you. Or, you know, you wondered when they were going to next actually interact with a human being or if anyone knew when their birthday was or who they got to talk about a royal wedding with. Um, And so... I set up a charity in East London, in Bethnal Green, 
that was just totally based around relationship and for women specifically. I mean, you could do it for men as well, of course. And it's a place so no one's paid to take money out on purpose because um, and a lot of these women are only spending time with people who are paid to spend time with them, like housing officers or social workers and or doctors. And this just takes out any professional element and brings you back to being like when someone shouts at you and they're rude, I can say that that really hurt. You know, I'm here because I want to be here. And you have to have these deeper conversations. Um, and a lot of the women who come along, that's what no one's ever, you know, done with them. They've maybe had really difficult, horrible childhoods where they haven't been taught to necessarily build bridges and if someone's horrible to you, you know, you walk away and, very, you know, that's that's a nice thing to walk away. To, you know, they'd often be quite could be quite violent and rude when they walk away as well. And there's no way back, and so often end up very isolated um, in in the world. And that can bring on mental health problems. It can bring on addictions. It can bring on, you know, really horrible situations. That then, as society, we look at them and say, "Oh, you are a." an addict or you are someone you know that sells sex for for your work or you know and we just see the outside when actually you know a lot of these people that I've become dear dear lifelong friends with you know I've learned so much from them but relationship I believe is such a key and we've seen over 10 years of going on holiday together of laughing of having discos of you know eating too much chocolate and just having building friendship that you know, a lot of their mental health, they don't get sectioned anymore. They've been able to come down off their drugs. They've been able to now go and participate in society, go on holiday, go to cafes. And, you know, some women who've come in at first can't touch, can't hug. You know, now we walk in, they walk in and give us a huge hug. And, you know, they're small things, but they are huge things. Um, Did your art um, bind those relationships? Is that how you leveraged your your artistic ability and your passion to help these women and build relationships? Was it through the art and the charity, Wendy? Um, I'd say partly. I think art has had a role in it. Um, But I think because I think it's helped us as one way of having relationship. So we've often done sort of art and crafts alongside during the day. And it's not for everyone, but for some people, it's a way for them to be in the room. So to sit and have a conversation is just beyond. It's too difficult and feels too much. And I think that's the case for a lot of people, um, which is totally normal. And art or craft or whatever it can be, it can take it takes words out so it can take pressure out so you don't need to be funny you don't need to understand what people are talking about you could be from a different culture or language and it's and you you just be you're being together doing something and maybe looking across you can learn to build up eye contact for example by looking at someone and what they're doing so I wouldn't say it's just art in itself but I think art can facilitate something far deeper and really within that deeper sense is is a healing. Interesting and and is this charity still in existence? Yes it is yeah. What is the name of the charity? It's called Arch 76. Wonderful well we'll put up some notification at the end in case anybody wants to donate to that charity it sounds like an amazing cause. Thank you. And as part of that whole charity, you know, and your journey about thinking about thine own self, 
um, your reality of the seen and unseen. You did a, an amazing exhibition that came out of thoughts from the COVID times. Um, and I, I wanted to turn our attention to that um, because clearly as an artist, you had to cope with COVID and all of that brought and the lack of galleries being open. But clearly it may have been a source of inspiration for your work as well. And could you tell me a little bit about what you were doing in COVID with your work? So during the first lockdown um, in the pandemic um, last year, I was in Bethnal Green and I decided, yeah, I was like this, you know, as an artist, the more around you, or for me anyway, the more I can engage with what's happening with my surroundings and sit with it in my body, that's where I feel inspired to paint from. So going through those weeks of, you know, feeling at the beginning, well, you know, this is all unknown to maybe this is all right, you know, having some time off and some time out and everything slowed down to this is going on too long now and then panic and then being aware of repercussions of friends and friends' children and mental health problems. Um, and I painted my way through that and tried to hold those feelings and use expression um, to put those into sort of figurative forms. And so I put on an exhibition that was meant to be earlier, but that was in um, in London in the end of September, which was the three parts of the next um, paintings in one. And one of those parts was during the pandemic, trying to, yeah, just put some visuals and pictures, I suppose, around that that time. One of them particularly caught my eye to thine own self. As a, a medic, I w- was amazed to see a picture of a skeleton with a designer jacket on the outside. And I guess that was the culmination of your thinking of this yin and yang between self, non-self, inside out. Um, it really stripped the individual bare and it also made it seem so shallow, all of the entrapments that we entrap our bodies in. Yeah, so I did Yeah, a series called Thine Own Self Be True. And I got um, a paint, I did basically painted x-rays and MRIs that I printed off. And then the idea was, I think, going all the way back around to within, without as well, that idea of what is seen and unseen and what do we choose to hold back and what what is seen that we hoped isn't seen. You know, what are we sort of betraying that actually um, we thought we'd hidden quite well? And the idea of the skeleton or the MRI being our, our inner self, our are more of our hidden self, but maybe more of our true self that if we showed is actually quite beautiful. And I painted those in oil paints and layered them up and tried to paint them to the highest quality I could because I feel that part of us is really beautiful. And then I slung a designer jacket over the top, one of my coats or one I borrowed and took a photo of the combination. And I suppose the idea is that it also slightly messes with your eye. You can't quite work out what's real and which bits the painting and which bits the photograph. And yeah, the idea of what do we hide, what do we bring, and what does that combination um, look like, and where can we be brave, you know, and where is there beauty? Um, yeah. 
Well, it certainly brought on a new meaning as a rheumatologist, of course. I organise a lot of MRIs and x-rays for patients. And um, after looking at your work, it certainly made me think the next time I wrote MRI requisition on my form, how does this make our patients feel when we order tests? It must be scary for them going through this process. And I think as doctors, we need to maybe understand how our patients feel when they set off on their health journey. And part of the reason for interviewing people about art and and all sorts of other wellness is, of course, we have to investigate and do the best we can medically and and embrace science. But we want to understand how people feel and also what other people can do to help themselves, which is the whole purpose of this podcast series. So that's very, very enlightening. Thank you, Wendy. I've worked with some students um, along that theme who are training in the NHS and the women at the Arch we did some workshops with them using art and it was amazing um, because I got our women to to run it and share their experience medically as well with some of these students and one of our wonderful ladies she had told me a story and I got her to repeat it and she was happy to do so and she told them about you know she'd turn up at her GP and she'd just walk in and walk in his door and tell him you know that she wanted to see him and stuff and I you know you could see the medical students being like oh gosh you know you just don't want someone like that and you know they were talking about how that would be you know really difficult someone hadn't planned they didn't have an appointment and they just came in and how you would deal with that and politely tell them to go away anyway and then I was like would you mind telling the students why you did that and she was like oh well because I was suicidal and I didn't have anywhere else to go and I didn't have anyone else to talk to and I knew my doctor um, might talk to me and you could see them just suddenly be like oh gosh Yes, (laughs) you know, medicine is one thing, but also medically is, you know, I don't know, is there a wider door open as well? And a lot of our women have been amazing at being able to be very straight and open at bringing their whole self into the picture in a way that often others, we don't. Well, I think that's good insight. And as medics, you know, We spend a lot of time in medical school learning the theory, learning the X, Y and Z of every condition, etc. And perhaps there is an opportunity for us to be trained more on what patients think and what they need. Just exactly that story you've outlined. And for the medical students to have an opportunity to work with um, real life settings like this is golden. And of course, part of Changemakers is that we do want to change how not just people respond to their health, but how doctors can help people respond in a positive way. So we are speaking to a body of students here on this podcast, as well as the wider general public. And I think this is good messages for them to think about what else they need to do in their training, if they're training as a medical student, a nurse, pharmacist, any of the medical associated professions to get out there and experience the real world. Um, and learn what what our patients need and want so the next generation of clinicians can be even better than the current generation and and we change how we we go about this training. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Wendy, it's been absolutely a privilege to talk to you and and I encourage everybody to um, look at Wendy Rolt, her Instagram feed, her website. Her work is truly inspirational and was the real reason I wanted to interview her. I feel that she's given very good pointers for our Changemakers programme. 
and for our students and also for people listening in, how they can embrace art and the arts and, and use it as a tool to feel a little better. It's dark times that we have here and we need some inspiration to lift our souls. So on that positive note, I want to thank you really from the bottom of my heart, Wendy, for giving of your time today and wish you every success. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed as much as I did listening to Wendy Holt and hearing her fascinating perception on identity, self, womanhood and how art can really impact our health and well-being. Join me next week for a fascinating guest, Christopher Wilkinson, who will share with us his insight as an architect and artist and the importance of finding the solution and the links between art, science and longevity. I look forward to welcoming you back next week. Make sure you tune in. Thank you.